0: This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he the to fire it! That... What a goal. This is the Halftime Show with Omar al on Pulse 95. Nice street. Salam and welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Dury. I'm your host covering everything sport, international and local. Hope you're having a blessed day wherever you're tuned in around the world. It's not every day I get to interview the next guest who happens to be across the world. And that's what makes it even more special because like I said, this show is not just local, it's international. So on the show today, I'm gonna tell you a little bit about our guest here because um, physical and mental strength is often affiliated with emotion. Uh, but how powerful can the emotion code be on performance, performance and lifestyle? Emotions profoundly affect the quality of our life, the lens we see and experience life through, as well as our body's innate ability to heal itself. That's what drew me to this guest. The body seems to store energy, and sometimes that could cause blocks which affect performance in sports and lifestyle. So, who better than to speak to ooh, Tanya? I hope I can pronounce her name right. Hoen Silar or Selar?
1: Selar,
0: you've got who is an emotional coach and specializes in healing. So, uh, Tanya, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Omar. Really excited to be here.
0: Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pleasure and I'm excited that you're here as well because um, I want to dive into uh, different topics regarding like emotional intelligence and the power of emotions and, and the impact of emotions. Because a lot of us nowadays are a bit more open to uh, learning more about that side of things. We often hear the sentence, we thrive to be the best version of ourselves. But just how powerful are emotions in performing to optimal levels?
1: So our emotions I think are part of everything that we do. Every experience we go through in life has an emotion associated to it. So through we see our life, as you said, through the lenses of our emotions, through the lenses of our past experiences, through uh, you know what we've been impacted through. Uh, we make decisions and choices based on that. Um, we respond to situations um, as a result of all those emotions that we've been through. So they really have a huge impact on all aspects of our life and in some cases cases, what happens is when we go through these various different experiences, our body is not able to fully process the experience and sometimes those emotions can actually sit stuck within our body and as you said, they can impact um, various us on various different levels on an emotional, a mental and a physical level and um, creating various different imbalances, disease and pain. So it can have a huge impact all around
0: is there an order in what you just said now in terms of the emotional the physical the mental because before it used to be physical and now people are kind of saying nope nope it's mental (laughs) but i know emotional is just as important
1: yeah so i think that they're all kind of connected in a way so for example um let's say that uh, you're trying to get to your peak performance in sports um and you know you may be on a fitness level that you're hitting some barriers and from an emotional perspective, there can be an experience that you've been through that where there are actually trapped emotions sitting in your body that is creating a block to you reaching that optimal performance. That emotion might be sitting in your body. For example, say that you you know it could be sitting in your body in your stomach, and um, you know you're trying to lose weight to get into peak performance, and that's just not working. Um, but there's an imbalance in your body as a result of this emotion that's sitting there so you're not able to perform optimally or you may have an injury and you're not able to heal from that it was taking so long to heal from that injury because there's trapped emotions sitting in that place causing imbalances not allowing it to heal emotional side it can be sitting and obviously impact you on a physical level Um, in another aspect our emotions affect our beliefs so for example be a belief of um you know a limiting belief in terms of what you can achieve um on a physical level uh you know in terms of or in terms of your performance on the field there could be a limiting belief there from what you've been through in your life that we need to remove in order to be able to, to to achieve that goal so a lot of stuff is not we're not consciously aware of but it's impacting everywhere so you've got the mental emotional level mental level and then obviously the physical level like I mentioned there could be an injury there could be various different organs that are not functioning optimally that is actually impacting you overall in your life so it's all kind of in- interconnected
0: very interesting how easy or hard is Is it to store good or bad emotions?
1: So uh, it's really easy to to store them. What happens is like in our bodies, when we go through any form of experience, it's really the negative ones and the the bad emotions or negative emotions is a better word that, um, that create the issues. But what happens is when you go through a traumatic or a life experience and your body is in a state that is not able to fully process all the emotion, that's when the emotions start getting stuck. So then it sits within the body, but it can be any type of experience that you go through and you'll be surprised when working on various different issues as to what actually comes up that needs to be released in order to heal um, it can some it can be for example an argument that you had with somebody you know a number of years ago that's just that energy is sitting there or uh, a physical you know trauma or illness that that is causing that so it's really amazing and how everything is so interconnected and how impactful emotions are
0: Definitely good emotions on this side. And coming up next, we're talking about identifying <laughs> and releasing trapped emotions on the only place to be at three, the Halftime Show on Pulse 95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar al Oh, on Pulse oh. 95. 95. 95. Oh, he lifts the fire and What goal. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Salaam. Welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Drew. Hope you're having a great Saturday from wherever you're tuned in around the world, whether it's 95FM, Pulse95Radio.com, our app, Sharjah Broadcasting Authority, or if you're chilling at home watching us live on YouTube. Thank you very much for tuning in. A very different twist to the show today, but one that's going to keep you all the way to the end to see what kind of emotions you're feeling by the end of the show? Uh, Tanya, thank you for for joining us today. Could, just to tell the, the, the listeners and the audience, where are you tuned in from right now?
1: I'm tuned in from South Africa.
0: Oh, that's probably my first guest <laughs> from South Africa, by the way. In 279 <laughs> shows, it's my first <laughs> guest from South Africa. There you go. The first of many.
1: I feel honored. I
0: feel honored. Uh, Tanya, identifying and releasing trapped emotions, we spoke about uh, earlier in the segment about storing emotions, but I relate almost everything to sport. And when coaches tell athletes, you know, training your mind is to endure 95% of the journey, can emotions really have that kind of impact?
1: Absolutely. So, if you think about, obviously, our subconscious mind, it stores, as you mentioned, it's about 95% of our mind, and it stores everything. So, those trapped emotions that are sitting in a subconsciously that we're unaware of can impact, impact our life on every single level. So... And even though we're not physically aware of it, our body has innate programs, our subconscious mind is rising, you have a specific response to something, you know, for example, when you're triggered by a certain situation, or when you are doing something in the same way, even though you're not getting a different result. So you almost have patterns based on the experiences that you've been through and the emotions that you've experienced. So it's all all really connected
0: interesting and and something you also mentioned earlier regarding like specific goals so when someone has trapped emotions how does that affect let's say um weight loss for example how how does trapped emotions affect weight loss
1: okay so there can be this various angles to come at to to see what is actually causing the, the you know, or the, the blocks to losing weight loss, well, losing weight or gaining weight, so either way. So the things that you look at from an emotional perspective is are there in specific organs that impact weight gain and weight loss? Are there specific trapped emotions that are impacting the functioning of those specific organs? Um, then you would also look at on an emotional level, there is, you know, what are the traumatic experiences that you may have been through in your life that. That are creating you to, for example, maybe emotionally be you know, emotionally binge eat, or may you may be putting on the weight on a, a level to protect yourself from from pain. So you know, some people that worked on related to weight, it's about the they're having a, a self image, a negative belief of themselves that from even their childhood in terms of something somebody said or an expectation of their parents to be a specific way or look a specific way. So there is, I would look at it from various different aspects, like I said, the, the organs, um, the belief system, your self image. Um, so there's various different aspects you look at to remove those blocks related to weight loss. And it will not only be about weight loss, what you'll find is your whole perception of yourself will change, as well as the way you you now respond when you feel emotion if you're obviously maybe eating to suppress emotion you know you might start doing different things once you release these emotions because they're almost keeping you in this holding pattern of um this is the you know this is your automatic response and that you've learned over a very long period in your life and that's something that you have to shift so something maybe like just eating or or exercise might not be working because there's something on a mental or emotional level that may be holding you there
0: Interesting. So many things I wanted to, to to pick up on from from that. Sometimes we often hear the overeating or undereating when it comes to triggers uh, on on emotions and and weight loss. Are there any other like common triggers? I know there's probably millions, but are there any common triggers that one should kind of be aware of if they are struggling with those kind of um, challenges?
1: So I think it's also kind of awareness. Uh, one thing that we can identify as well, which is interesting, is also try and remember when it started. So often I'm able to pinpoint kind of the age of when the the the, the, um, the weight gain started or the patterns related to weight. It might not be weight gain. It might be weight loss. It might be there might be various things. So it's trying to kind of pinpoint where, where they kind of started. And you'll co- often find that there's, it kind of a pattern in terms of it was triggered then and kind of it, it just kind of snowballed and became this Yeah, you know, like I said, like an automatic program that your subconscious is running. So a lot of things around weight is self-image um, So it's around also balancing the organs your digestive system um, Making sure that that's working optimally. There's even places within our brain that controls our weight and um, our thirst uh, and various things related to weight. So that's really important to to know whether we are able, you know, are any trapped emotions in those specific glands or organs. So it's really looking at that. And then, yeah, a lot is a program's mind talk that we hear, um, many of the clients around weight loss that I find they're working with, or um, specific weight issues, a lot of it, they've got a program where they've got this mind talk that goes on, you know, repeatedly in terms of their own self image, um, which which obviously creates a pattern related to the weight. So it's all kind of interconnected, you know, interconnected. Um, yeah, it's just to be really aware of maybe your thoughts um, and what are those triggers. So what is, what is it that sends you into that, you know, the, if it is emotional eating or whatever I'll start just becoming aware of that. So that's definitely the first step. But yeah, it's really looking at, I really look at it holistically because some of them are not con- you're not consciously aware of, which is really interesting with working with the emotions and releasing emotions. We're often not aware of it because it just it's happened so long ago or we may have blocked it. So
0: Interesting. Something else you, you said there, which made me think, is there nutrition to trigger off happy emotions?
1: So, um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that that again is a, a, for example, association. So, you know, there are, we get a certain feeling when we eat certain foods, and that has a response, that has a chemical process within our body. So, you know, it can also be a pattern in terms of how that food makes you feel. So, there can be various different patterns, and it's, we can, you know, obviously release trapped emotions and even imbalances related to why those are you know and release those cravings. Um I've worked with many clients to release cravings and all the trapped emotions related to that because often those cravings are as a result of also suppressing something on some level. So that yeah you know, gives you a good feeling. So wow.
0: okay fascinating. Right, okay. Sorry guys I got a bit lost in that conversation there. That was getting really really interesting. <laughs> okay. Wait there. We're gonna be right back after the break. Here's a tune for you guys. If you need some water, quench your thirst Go get something to drink and come back right after this. I'll see you in a break. This, this is the Halftime, Halftime Show with Omar al on Pulse95. Oh, 95. 95. oh, he loves the fire and that... What a goal. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Nice draw. Welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar al I'm your host covering everything sport, international and local. And there's definitely an international feel to this all the way from South Africa. Tanya is here to join us. He's an emotional coach who really specializes in a lot of things. One of the things, Tanya, you specialize in amongst the many fantastic things you do is muscle testing. What is muscle testing?
1: So, um, as part of the healing process, um, what I do is working with just both and how that stores all information Um, so what i do in terms of being able to bring up the emotions or the imbalances that need to heal is i tune into the subconscious using applied kinesiology which is muscle testing so it's a technique used where I can um, tune into the subconscious, obviously with permission, either the person is in front of me, or it's just as powerful remotely. If I have permission, I can obviously tune in. I um, then use muscle testing, as you mentioned. So what it is, is I um, I represent I represent you, and I then ask the subconscious various different questions, and I then use a muscle test on myself to get a response from the body, to ask various different questions and to get information. And so that will give me a the muscle will lock to say a yes and a no it will be weak so the body actually gives me all the information for the subconscious and the subconscious obviously holds all the information as well as knows exactly what your body needs in order to heal and release and change you know change things moving forward so it's a pretty amazing technique
0: i'm sure there's a lot of athletes right now going me me me
1: i want to test (laughs) i want to (laughs) test
0: so many people intrigued now by the muscle testing um it's something that, again, if if you're not in tune with it, or if you're not in touch with it, or if you're not open to it, I think it's very easy to kind of let it drive by. Why is that? Why, why do you feel that people um, o- almost are okay with kind of see it drive past them when it's such an important factor in performance?
1: So, I think in terms of sometimes being able, uh, the ways we've learned to deal with specific emotions or not deal with the specific emotions, we've just got so many patterns in life that, you know, that have showed us in some cases they're even, you know, you shouldn't be dealing with them or people shouldn't show emotion or, Stigmas, I think around emotion in some aspects, but also in terms of actually going uh, through the healing process and um, being willing to take action or try that out. I think we've also been taught along the way in terms of you know what we can physically see. And I think on some level emotions are kind of like you can't really you can't really see them. You can see the impact of them, but like it's just sometimes not as tangible, you know. So I think that um, we're there's there's a lot shifting at the moment in terms of people being more aware of their emotions and more willing to try and go and, and deal with those and release them. I think the one thing that's uh, really great about some of the modalities I use is that you don't actually have to relive the traumatic experience. So some places you obviously, I think that's a fear that comes up. Am I gonna have to talk through what I have been through because you know, that's not always a safe space for everybody. So with this, it's not your subconscious, just asks for certain things like maybe your age, um, where the emotion is trapped, and what what the event was with male, female, or a bit more information to bring it to the surface and release. But you don't actually have to delve into all of that. And I think maybe that's also aspect where we're talking about emotions. We're just not sure what that means, you know, or what that can explode into.
0: Yeah, and and sometimes I mean when I when I work with athletes, sometimes I. I kind of watch uh, and study their behavior but there's some things sometimes we kind of are worried to ask just in case it might trigger something off how do you deal with that as an emotional coach
1: so i think that um when talking about with everything in terms of setting the scene and starting with the issue that we're working on um it's always about kind of Uh, pre setting the scene in terms of what could come up how we will deal with it and when it does come up what it kind of means so for example sometimes there are patterns that we have and sometimes it's difficult to acknowledge that we do have that those patterns that may be holding us back so, you know, like, the, the, for example, there might be a program running in our subconscious that if we have no will to heal from an experience that happened to us that on some subconscious level, we're just not allowing our body to heal on all levels. So that's, there may be some things that you don't want to hear, but um, really it's just about the amount of information setting the scene. I haven't yet had an experience where somebody is really, you know, really upset in terms of the way that I've shared the information because it doesn't go that deep, I think, in terms to trigger, and I don't mean it It goes deep in terms of the technique, but I don't have to talk to them and they don't have to kind of talk about everything that they're going through. So I haven't really had an experience where, and I've worked with a lot of people, where it's had a triggering effect. I think once people have experienced actually see some of the information coming up in terms of maybe ages or some of the patterns and they see how it's all connected and they're also aware that it's on a subconscious level so it's not something that they're consciously doing on a conscious level they're actually striving for change they're doing everything in their power to meet that so they are making good progress it's about finding a way to bring the the body and the subconscious into alignment support that goal so it's really about just aligning the two because it's not many experiences that we've been through it's not anybody's fault Um, and your reaction or response to that uh, you know to specific situations that you may be triggered off is again it's an automatic program that's running sometimes we don't even know you know something happens somebody says something you explode but it's not even you, you haven't even had time to think about it so it's just an automatic program that runs so i think the beauty comes in with this is when you're able to start releasing those triggers and it kind of rewires in terms of how you respond and once people start seeing those i've had few people that have never um, experienced any uh emotional you know working on the emotions or even on a, from a healing level and once they start seeing the shifts it's it's kind of mind-blowing um and the changes in their lives. So I think that's where, you know, that's why people start delving into it further. But they're definitely in the beginning, I think is a little bit of resistance and maybe doubts, um, but the proof is in terms of how you feel following it. That's, that's the guide.
0: Really interesting, right? We're gonna get some more real life experiences from the emotional coach herself. Tanya is in the building. Make sure you stay tuned for more on the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse 95. The halftime show with Omar al Oh, on Pulse 95, 95. 95. Oh, he lifts the pirate. What's the goal? This is the halftime show with Omar al on Pulse 95. Nice strong. and welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar al If you're kicking yourself for not tuning in earlier and seeing this fantastic guest, don't worry. You can catch all of our episodes on YouTube. Pulse95 Radio Channel, head over there. We've got some fantastic guests covering some really important things such as mental health, gut health, and how important the brain is on the body. I've definitely punched above my weight in bringing some of these people on, and I'm so happy they got a chance to teach me something new on the Halftime Show. Tanya, you were talking about so many good things today. Muscle testing, releasing crap emotions, impact of emotions. And there's something that I have to actually ask you myself. That You've had some really cool experiences and some very unique experiences when it comes down to your clients and who you've worked with. Um, yeah. tell me more let's say a, give me two examples of people you've worked with that maybe tried other avenues that didn't work and then came to you and discovered that how emotions can really really unblock their, um, their goals
1: Perfect. So the first thing I'll tell you about is um, a lady that I'm working with and she has been trying to lose weight for two years. She is active, she exercises five to six times a week, she eats well, she has the occasional state where she might from an emotional perspective not eat so well but I would say like it's an 80 to 90 percent eating well and she had really tried everything. She had been for tests, um, you know, on her hormones, on all body tests to try and understand all the effort that she was putting in and there was just absolutely no result. And um, so when I started working on her again, we did the checking which organs are impacting the resistance to lose weight. Um, I also looked at beliefs that were standing in the way and blocking the, the, the weight loss. We looked at self-image, negative self-talk. Um, what else? Um, expectations. Um, so for her, a lot of expectations from her childhood. Look like and how she should behave and what made her lovable and so there are various different things and so after a few sessions um, we've done about I think about four or five she is now uh, losing weight she's losing more centimeters um, she's. It's completely, she said for the last five weeks, there has been zero self, negative self-talk and really changing the perception. And what's interesting is also, she's saying the way people receive her, because as you're releasing this, your energy changes. The way people perceive her and the compliments that she's getting, is yeah, you know, it's mind blowing because she looks different she feels different she sees herself differently so after that block being there for two years we are still releasing layers I think as humans we're complex and everybody's different so everybody needs different amount of sessions to actually release it but we're releasing the layers and she is really having a phenomenal shift so that is has been really amazing to watch that as one of those clients wow. well, that's to that's
0: I hope when she watches this and she sees how, how you're talking about she's even more proud
1: yeah she should be she should be (laughs) and uh, and the Um, other
0: example you said there was one more example
1: Yeah so there's one more example, so an area I am particularly passionate about due to my own journey um, is infertility. So um, helping women facing fertility challenges um, get into an optimal state to conceive. So this is an area I'm really passionate about and I have been working with a number of women on this. I'm actually working on a program related to this but um, so working again on uh, various different areas kind of the same um, kind of blueprint that I work on in every area is first of all understanding it's impacting um, the, you know, the infertility uh, with. Beliefs are in the way. A lot of women, obviously, who have infertility, have specifically uh, other issues. So, for example, endometriosis or um, other various health issues that are impacting their fertility. So, it's about working on that and releasing those imbalances and the emotions related to that. So, being able to get them into an optimal state to conceive. Um, and then I check various different levels. Obviously, I can check in from how uh, any anything else re- affecting the reproductive system, whether it's from the brain or other areas of the body because it all has an impact uh, be able to release that and a lot of uh, women and men have been through various different trauma that also affects their ability to um to have to conceive so yeah that's the area i'm passionate about and at the moment i've been working uh, with five women and out of five women, two are pregnant. So one is pregnant after our second session and infertility, they've been trying for a very long time. So infertility generally means they've been trying different ways for a year. Um, and I just, my second client last week, let me know that after, I think we did four sessions so far and um, she actually had no menstrual cycle when we started, but by the end of it, she's pregnant. So we've got two so far and it's just, uh, yeah, so this is an area that um, really can just help. I know that not everybody is trying the natural route, but even on a natural side, or even if you're going through medical treatment to fall pregnant, to get your body into the optimal state of performance that allows you to have the best chance to conceive and and have a family. So yeah, that's a really other um, passionate area for me, as you can hear.
0: (laughs) Fantastic. Oh my God, what a natural. Uh, Tanya, you've been fantastic. Before I let you go, can you please tell the audience where they can follow you, how they can get in touch, um and where they can reach out and find out all your latest news.
1: Perfect. So um, yeah, everybody could can you can connect by Facebook. So my profile is my name, Tanya Hunsala. Um, if you want to email me to get any more information, uh, my email address is Tanya T-A-N-Y-A at Cosmic Spark Cosmic cosmic dash dot com. So yeah, feel free to reach out if you have any questions or want more information
0: awesome tanya send me as much of that energy to fix this shoulder please (laughs)
1: I was going to say you need some balancing there we need to make sure that everything around there is in an optimal state to heal because I know uh, yeah you want to be back on the field <laughs>
0: absolutely absolutely Tanya you've been fantastic thank you so much I know you, you run a household and you have all these clients and everything and you took the time out <laughs> to, to speak to us so I'm very very grateful have a fantastic day and thank you so much for coming on the show
1: thank you so much for the opportunity thanks Omar keep well bye bye